A kiss that is never tasted is forever and ever wasted. Billie Holiday. You're listening to Jamie's Bits of Jam. You're listening to the Jamie's Bits of Jam, a monthly storytelling podcast where we share fiction stories, true personal stories, and poetry written by girls, women, ladies, broads, birds, and bricky brave gals. Each month, we choose a new theme and collect stories based on that theme, written by you, our listeners, and us, your hosts, Christina and Cassie. This month's theme is First Kiss. Our first story comes from Carol Soliday, appropriately titled First Kiss. It was 1969. I was a six-year-old ginger-haired misfit with home-cut bangs and a toothless grin. I never could figure why mom could not seem to get my hair cut straight, but happy I had a mom that tried since we had no money for fancy haircuts, and she did not have the patience to chase me down to comb the rats from my hair. I remember her taping my bang line with scotch tape in her attempt to cut a straight line. She was rarely successful at getting the tape on straight, so they were always uneven. I was a bit hopeless in being girly. I was a tomboy and enjoyed playing with the opposite sex. Girls seemed silly and hopeless when it came to playing in the dirt and cowboys and Indians. I preferred the smell of my smoking cap gun to sissy perfume they chose to wear. On my most creative days, I took my backhoe and dump truck and built gravel and dirt roads with a mountain or two. I always had a lake and river to dig. At the end of the day, I would be a muddy mess. This was the reason my dad called me Little Mess. So I called him Big Mess because he sometimes would come home from work, dirt ridden from his labors. But it was on a sunny autumn day on the playground that my attitude began to change. Jeff and I had just jumped from the swings as they reached their highest height. I was a bit clumsy in my landing, but I just dusted the dirt from my seat and ran over to the monkey bars. How I wished I could climb, but as always, Mom made me wear a dress every day. I really wish she would have let me wear culottes, at least they were still shorts and I could play without my skirt flying up. I envied the boys. They could run, jump, or whatever. They got to wear pants. I did not want to be ladylike. Jeff could climb and hang upside down from the bars. He was just the greatest. The greatest. The sun's shafting light glimmered through his blonde crew cut. He glowed and his toothless grin that matched mine. What just happened? I shook my head. What was I thinking? He was a boy. I was a girl. I squeezed my eyes shut. I felt sick to my stomach. I ran into the school, even though recess was not over yet. The teacher questioned me. I lied. I have a stomach ache. Days passed and I wandered around the playground. I started talking to a couple of girls. They were a bit boring, but I wasn't up to hanging with the boys for now. I didn't understand what this feeling was. I still watched him from afar. I kept thinking about him. I always watched movies and saw mom and dad kiss. Maybe that is why I felt this way. Maybe if I gave him one of those long movie kisses, I would stop feeling like this. Like anticipation of the unknown. So I plotted how to get him alone. 
Finally, I had it all figured out. We had a coat room where we left our boots and coats, hats and scarves, as the chill had taken over the Kansas air. Winter would soon be here. The teacher would split us up and have us go in groups to get our coats. I was, I was a B and he was a G. So I lingered and took my sweet time, though I could get my coat on much faster. I stopped him and said I had something to show him. Everyone else went back to the classroom, but I could hear steps of the next group coming closer. Closer they came. My heart was beating outside my ears. I looked at him looking at me with a dumbfound, silly, toothless look on his face. I gathered my courage, placed my hands on both sides of his cheeks, praying that he felt the same way that I did. I planted my best movie kiss on him. It seemed to last too long. The classmate's steps got closer, louder. He looked stunned. I felt he was looking at my soul through my eyes. The room was spinning. I clenched my eyes, creating falling iridescent glitter particles to flow as I trapped in the snow globe of my mind. To flow as if trapped in the snow globe of my mind. When I opened my eyes, he still had a dumb, shocked look on his face, as if to say, Why did you do that for? I looked down at my feet as if I could see my heart sink slowly to my toes. It melted and flowed upon the floor, along with my broken spirit. What had I done? He had returned my kiss, but now I was to blame. Maybe I had more to learn. In those days, the man was to lead. My boldness was to blame. I had overstepped my boundaries by being too forward. In this, I felt I maybe should have been a lady to be more demure. Maybe I would store that in my repertoire for when my teenage years arrived. For now, it was too much to think about. I had ruined our friendship. I didn't know what we were now. Why did I do it? I ran all the way home. Mom couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, but she knew something was up. She was like that all-knowing, with eyes in the back of her head. So hard to keep secrets from her. I no longer felt like I was an innocent. I had knowingly lured my best friend into the closet for that first kiss, which destroyed our friendship. No longer could we hang out as friends. I had become a sissy girl. I had let myself down from my impulses. Oh, the woes of growing pains that started with that first kiss. story is written by Christina Kishpaw and performed by herself with the vocal help of Jimmy Joe and Stephen Dolder. Session begins May 30th, 1978. Hello, Deidre and Brandon Johnson. This will be a short conversation today. I'd like you to tell me about your first kiss. Our first kiss? Yes. Do you remember it? I'm not sure what this has to do with anything. You don't have to answer. We can move to a different subject. No. We can tell you about our first kiss. I don't mind. Do you? I... I just don't see how this is relevant to anything. Just trying to understand who you are. These kind of conversations will be extremely helpful in the long run. Great. Let's tell him, Brandon. Okay. I was 16. I remember it was raining. Were you outside? I was. I was walking home, and I forgot my umbrella. Where were you walking from? Um, 
either school or work, I worked at a convenience store after school some days. I remember it was so light out, so I must have not worked. I was wearing dark blue Mary Janes, red socks with white trimming, and a light brown dress. Deidre. Yes. You're going into too much detail again. You were. Damn. Apologies. I'm always overcompensating. I would just like to know the basic information, enough for me to understand what happened. He put his lips to mine. <laughs> yes, that is what happened. But what led up to it? Start from you were walking home in the rain. Yes, I was. He pulled over in his car. And Brandon, what were you doing driving out in the rain? Football practice was canceled due to the rain. I was driving home. And you just spotted Deidre walking? No. I knew her route and I knew she didn't have a car. So you were checking on her well-being? Yeah. I'm a nice guy. Then what happened? I got in his car. Soaked. Probably looked like a wet rat. You looked beautiful. <laughs> he drove me home and we parked in front of my house. I remember how the hard rain on his window shield made it so you couldn't see out of it. In that moment, it was like we were the only two people in the world. Did she go into too much detail again? No. She did very well. There's a difference between the personal details that make a moment believable and over-explaining the physical details to where it seems made up. Interesting. So, what happened next? Well, you asked me to go to the homecoming dance with you. Yes. Yes, I did. She told me that someone else had asked her earlier that day, too. Who else had asked you? Another boy at school. What was his name? His name... Deidre? I don't know his name. Make it up. Why would I make it up? Just try. Charlie. Good girl. Now, tell me the rest of the story. She said she had already been asked by Charlie, but she'd rather go with me. Why? Well because he was the quarterback of the football team and more handsome than Charlie. Damn right. Anyway, I said I would say no to Charlie, and Brandon smiled at me and leaned over and gently pressed his lips to mine. Fireworks, baby. Did you end up going to the homecoming dance together? We did. It was one of the happiest nights of our lives. Besides our wedding night, of course. Together 15 years now. And counting. Very good. That'll end this session, Deidre. And Brandon, how did we do? I know I need to work on my on-the-spot information. You both did just fine for your current level. Simple conversations like this will help you get there. I will say your grasp on the culture is very strong. With time, it will all be second nature. Your accents are also incredible. I did not detect any Soviet. Spasibo. Do you think that all that will be ready in time? you're not Mr. and Mrs. Brandon Johnson of Washington, D.C., you and all your comrades will be completely prepared for your American lives by the infiltration date. This has been the Jammies Bits of Jam Storytelling Podcast, episode produced in sunny Los Angeles, California, by Christina Kishpaw and Cassie Soliday, with music by Grace Sai. Follow us on Facebook at Jammiest Bits of Jam Podcast or on Twitter at Bits O Jam Podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show, please share this episode with your friends and rate us on iTunes. With your help, we can promote the unique voices of women everywhere. Check out our upcoming feeds. And if you feel a spark, consider contributing to the show with your own story. We accept short fiction, nonfiction, or poetry. Here at Jamie Spits of Jam, we believe that every woman has a unique voice. Our mission is to build a platform in which to share these voices, and that is why every writer retains the rights to their story. You're welcome. And thank you. And thank you. (laughs) For more information, please email jamiespits at gmail.com. Until next time, keep writing and embracing the most important thing that you have, your voice. Besides our wedding night, of course. Together 15 years now. And counting. Very good. That'll end this session, Deidre. And Brandon. How did we do? I know I need to work on my on-the-spot information. You both did just fine for your current level. Simple conversations like this will help you get there. I will say your grasp on the culture is very strong. With time, this will all be second nature. Your accents are also incredible. I did not detect any Soviet. Spasivo. Do you think that I'll... Well, that will be in... Oh, God. Wow. Look who fucked it up this time. You know why we won't pay you the same wage. Usually the perfect one. Oh, the perfect one, Dr. Ken Jung. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to rhyme people's names (laughs) with things. (laughs)